Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Christmas is coming, and Steve Owen gets his Christmas present early as he's confirmed at Paul Morris Motorsport. Great way to celebrate Christmas. Good team, good car. Um, yeah, yeah. Murphy moves to Kelly's, and Stone Brothers secured Ford for two more years. It's all coming up today as the red lights go out on our Christmas edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Just when you thought the biggest name in New Zealand motorsport was going to be consigned to enduro duties, Murphy has picked up the Kelly's ride in their fourth car. Murphy drove for Kelly's during the Kmart days from 2001 to 2004. The partnership between Murph and Rick Kelly at Bathurst netted two 1,000 wins in 2003 and 2004. With the Rock sponsorship tied to Barguana, it looks like the car might be the hot ticket for Pepsi Max, who have been shopping around looking for cars to sponsor. Jeff Jones, who recently joined the board of SEL, the 25% stakeholder in V8 Supercars, also filled in for Tony Cochran during his time off this year, has announced he's moving to Nine Media, leaving SEL. James Courtney got his first drive of the 2011 HRT car when the team held a drive day at Phillip Island last week. Courtney was happy with the first outing. Courtney has also come under fire from Ford Motorsport manager Chris Styring, saying that he is disappointed by the lack of loyalty that Courtney has shown the Blue Oval manufacturer. You can hear more about his thoughts and about James Courtney's move to HRT and his championship season, all in the latest edition of V8X Magazine in stores now. Stone Brothers Racing have confirmed Lucky 7 convenience stores will take over the major sponsorship role on the JR Racing number 47 of Tim Slade. And Ford have committed to the Queensland team for a further two years. Tony D'Alberto is rumoured to be moving to Ford, selling up their Walkinshaw equipment and moving across to an FPR Falcon. Although it has not been confirmed if the team will prep the car or have FPR do it. This would be a major change for the D'Albertos, who had a close link with Holden, particularly through GMC Finance, who sponsored Tony's Fujitsu Series card for a number of years. Paul Morris Motorsport announced on Tuesday that Steve Owen will be stepping into the car vacated by Greg Murphy and announced VIP Pet Foods as the major sponsor on the Commodore. It's great dealing with Tony, who goes in the industry and you know, he, even though we didn't know each other personally before this deal, he obviously knew of me. He'd been at the 12-hour last couple of years where I've been on pole. I've been racing against him up there. And, you know, it was great that um, when Paul said, uh, when he asked who was driving the car and they said, uh, this bloke, and he said, oh, beautiful, you know, that's um, that's exactly what we want. So, which which was nice because, to be honest, I've had a little bit of opposition of some of the bigger companies who... Um, 
who who are more into the the name drivers who are, you know, um, who aren't performing at the moment and it, and it costing teams a lot of money. So it was great to have a racer who really said, "Yep, that's, that's the guy we need to put in the car." Someone that that's hungry to get it done and and will do anything to make it work. So you know, it was it was it was great that that worked out in my favour. This completes Owen's transition to the team that he was expected to be making home two years ago until Monaris anointed Tim Slade ahead of Owen. Owen's performance with Triple Eight in the Enduros showed that he was capable of winning in the main game and Morris is now looking at 2011 with the goal of Ingle and Owen to be pushing for wins. Uh, Roland sort of said to me when I, when I did the deal, he said, look, you just need to make sure you're always in the top eight. You know, and uh, when you're having a good day, you can run up the front. And when you don't, when you don't, like everyone does, um, you know, you, you're still having a solid result and, and doing a good job for the sponsors. So, you know, obviously when um, when he speaks, you, you listen, and um, you know, I'm sure I'll be drawing a lot of of what he's got to say throughout the year. So, how much is a relief getting the launch out of the way before Christmas for Owen? Oh, it, it's great because now I can uh, I can just concentrate on doing my job. And, you know, I'll be moving to Queensland, and uh, this Christmas will just be you know getting everything else lined up to um, to go to the uh, test day at January 29th, and um, you know try and make it all gel as quickly as possible. Craig Lowndes has been confirmed for the Bathurst 12 Hour, joining the two car team entered by Audi Racing Experience Team Joost. Looking to change jobs over the summer? Well, Mother Energy Drinks Racing has positions available for race mechanics. Previous experience is essential. The team, based in Yatler in Queensland, is offering competitive pay. One man who has changed the way he does business this year is Jason Barguana. In this exclusive interview, Barg spoke about how he set up his main game comeback. Yeah, look, it's obviously very difficult, but we, we approached it with this model, if you like, to get into the Sprint Gas team. We owned some of the sponsors there and, and brought that to the team. That, And we developed those sponsorships through my uh, starting our own team in the Mini Challenge Series. So we you know, had to sit the year out and... and in from terms of V8 supercar land, but went about doing things a, a different way. We, we created our own race team and and raced a couple of minis and, and developed sponsorship through that that we've carried now right through to uh, to the Kelly Racing Team and uh, and hopefully the future. So look, I'm really enjoying that part of it, and I really enjoy having a lot more of a, an understanding, I suppose, of what the business is about. When you're doing something like that, you have got other pressures on you than just driving. It's not the same pressure as owning and running a team. Does it have any effect on focus? I actually probably think it makes you more focused because you've then got different elements of what's going on around you to pay attention and, and you can understand how important it is to get the results we want. Um, you know, look, it's, it's not an easy business. There's no secret to that. There's always only one person winning every weekend and we all want to be the one winning and, and the sponsors included. And obviously from a driver's point of view, we want to be right at the front. So I think that from a focus point of view, it hasn't changed our philosophy. I still want to try and win races. I want to try and be competitive. We've had a couple of shining lights this year. We've been at the top a couple of times and fighting Garth Tander at Phillip Island and, and, and that sort of thing. We need to get that on a regular basis, not just flashing the pan stuff. With the model that you're developing for yourself, obviously you want to make it as portable as possible if the need arises. And uh, there'd been talk that uh, Kelly's might have Jack Daniels and a competitor of rock racing potentially in the future. Does that concern you about having to look at making the move or is the package that readily transferable? Oh, look, the, at this point in time, there's no plans for a move, nor is there 
any risk of a competitive of my sponsors being in our team. So, um, but you know, you've been around V8 supercars long enough to know that nothing's um, set in, in concrete and everything changes all the time. But in saying that, I mean, we've got a very good relationship and we're looking forward to developing that with Rock Energy Drinks and and uh, and the Kellys are right on board with that. There's no there's no uh, question mark over that. So. That's something that we're obviously trying to develop over the next couple of years. Now we've got Rock through the V8 Association into coal stores and IGA stores as well. So, I mean, for the fans out there, they can go and buy the product now and really enjoy it, and, and we can develop it through the V8s. That V8 Insiders exclusive interview was recorded with Bargs in Tasmania. Amazing what three rounds can do when you're talking about your career in V8 supercars. Next week, while you're having a Christmas break, don't forget to join us for this. Hi, I'm Ebony from the Forex Angels. Join us next week on the V8 Insiders. And that's all the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Briar Gunther and Richard Crail join me. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us from V8X Magazine, the new edition is on sale now. Briar Gunther. Good evening, Briar. Hi, Craig. And also from, uh, well, SBS's Speed Week is our, well, a very good favourite of ours. Merry Christmas to Richard Crail. Oh, Merry, uh, Merry Christmas, Craig. Merry Christmas, Briar. Good evening, good afternoon, hello, and uh, many compliments of the season. It is an interesting time. I have to say, we only finished, what, two, three weeks ago. We've got teams making announcements because in five or six weeks' time, we go to Eastern Creek for the uh, official start of the season. Is this season, Richard, getting too long? Gee, it is long, isn't it? There's no doubt, but I think that's just the nature of the beast and the way the calendar is, and you've got a lot of rounds compressed into, I guess, as short a time span as you can, allowing for reasonable turnaround between them. So uh, it is the way it is. There is a very early start, though. I think starting in January is uh, ridiculously early, there's no doubt. And, um, you know, it's all good for us that, you know, uh, push the keyboards, but... You've got to think of the guys and girls that are working on the cars and that do these massive hours to whack together new cars that they're out of their, their families' lives, I guess, so much during the season that it, it's probably um, harder on them than anyone I would have thought to have such a short off-season. But that's the business we're in. Everyone understands that. They know that and, um, you know, they deal with it in their own ways. But it is a very long, long season and uh, I've been looking forward to this uh, Christmas break for quite some time, I can tell you. Mm. Now, Briar, your thoughts? Is is this season too long or is it just perfect for a new journo? Well, this year it seemed okay. I mean, you had that nine-week break, so that sort of explained why it was such a long season uh, with Abu Dhabi at the start of February. But now it's been pushed back even a week earlier and we don't have that nine-week season break. So it's a bit like, well, hang on, 
why can't we just condense it a bit more and, and that way we could actually give the teams a bit more holidays during Christmas. It's, uh, it is a tough one and, of course, having uh, Bahrain fall apart, and you can find out more about that in VADX, have I got enough plugs in yet, Briar? Um, you, having Bahrain fall apart like it did, it uh, does also mean that you're going to start and then a month later you get to Clipsal and, uh, Richard, is that going to give you any momentum into Clipsal whatsoever or is it just a um, fact that we don't need momentum into Clipsal? Well... Yes and yes. I don't think it will give you any momentum, but I don't think you need momentum going into Clipsal. I mean, Clipsal started the season for so long, it got a reputation as being the place where the year started. So I don't think it particularly needs momentum coming into it. Whether there's a round a week before it or a month before, it's not going to affect the crowd. It's not going to affect the level of interest in that race. It really does stand on its own extremely well. So I don't think it'll affect it too much. And I mean, hey, it might be a good opportunity for uh, the crews to snatch a couple of weeks extra uh, of their off-season, I guess, after Abu Dhabi to jet back home, maybe uh, have a week off while they're waiting for cars to return and uh, land back in Australia. And then um, they'll have their turnaround in time for uh, the Clipsal 500 four weeks later. So it might actually work to the benefit of, of some teams. Brian, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it will work to the benefit of some teams. Um the momentum thing is a really key issue because at some parts of the season this year in 2010, there certainly was times when people were like, oh, is there another V8 race on because it's been like a month or, or even longer sometimes. So I think it is important to keep that momentum going because at the end of the year, the hype was just there because the race was every one, two or three weeks apart. Everyone was just all sort of excited and the hype was just at fever pitch. But when you've got long breaks, that sort of all dies away. So... Like Richard said, with Crystal being in Adelaide and in Australia, they can all come back. And um, it's sort of like the championship starts anew, even though you've just had Abu Dhabi a month before. Well, Brian, moving away from what could be and possibly will be, how about this Ford extending their contract for another two years with Stone Brothers Racing? No real surprise, but I know there was a push to uh, have one of the drivers not come back this uh, year or come back in the future. Yeah, that's right. It really was no real surprise. It's not as if Ford's just going to dump one of their very few teams that they have left, especially after that major backlash a couple of years ago with Team Vodafone and Dick Johnson Racing missing out on funding. Uh, but yeah, as you touched on, the word going around was that uh, Ford actually wanted Alex Davison replaced. They didn't feel he was doing a good enough job. But everything seems to have worked out because the Irwin Racing livery was revealed for 2011. That's already been done, and Alex is named as the driver in the car. We've got to remember that he got pole position at Darwin this year, and, you know, he's got some talent, obviously, or else he wouldn't be driving. So he's hoping to a better year for 2011 for Alex. Now, the good news, of course, is an Adelaide-based team that uh, is run out of Stone Brothers Racing, Richard, is JR Racing, and uh, they're getting some of the Ford money as well. And I think deservedly so. Uh, I, I think they've done a really good job this year. Um, they're probably lacking a little bit of consistency, but I, you probably put that down to uh, uh, Timmy Slade, you know, being only in his second year of V8 supercars. Uh, it's a brand new sort of start-up operation within SBR, so they employed a lot of new people to work on that car this year. Uh, James Rosenberg getting back into it. He's a very smart businessman. He knows that it's a, a program that's going to take a couple of years to get competitive and to get right at the very front and to bring Tim Slade up as a front-line V8 supercar driver that can go and run at the front like a Shane Van Gisbergen or whoever um, each and every week. So I think it's a very wise thing that Ford's getting behind it and recognising that performance. And 
getting themselves, I guess, another car with another Ford badge and a Ford logo on it to show their um, reinforced support for V8. And my personal thoughts are there was no way uh, Ford was not going to back SBR. If Ford is smart, they will get behind Shane Van Gisbergen and they will back him as far as they can go because that kid is so, so good and he will be a champion one day and hopefully for Ford, it's in one of their cars and uh, that's what they uh, really, really need. So, um, you know, I think Van Gisbergen, especially in Winterbottom next year, will be leading the Ford charge. So no surprise in my eyes that they're backing that team again. Yep, and of course, uh, you you do, Briar, have that situation where SBR aren't scared of winning. They just have lost their way a little bit. And it seems like with the Gears now getting more and more experience, they're finding their way and they're going forward once again. Yeah, that's right. There was a bit of a lull after Ambrose left the team. There's no doubt about that. I mean, James did get, I think it was two podiums with the team. Uh, but I actually looked at the records, and I think it was last year they had no podiums whatsoever. And this year the Gears got nine. Two of those he was challenging for a win. So, you know, that's that's a really awesome effort to turn it around like that in the space of two seasons. I think they've got the car set up right again. Everything's, you know, looking good in that team for 2011. And, and the Gears... He should be winning races early in the year and who knows, even maybe be battling for the championship. Mm. And Stone Brothers are doing... Sorry, Craig, is there any surprise, guys, that two of the best finishes to V8 races this season both involved Shane Van Gisbergen? Look at the Gold Coast and then the final race of the year, for different reasons, of course, at uh, Sydney. Both two of the best finishes you'll ever see in V8, both of them involving Shane Van Gisbergen. I mean, the kid's a star... He's, he's the best thing for V8 since uh, a lot of different things, I think. So um, it's going to be great for a long-term prospects for SBR. Mm, I was about to say, SBR are doing it on the cheap too. They uh, they let him go across the line without the engine running and still pick up a podium. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Imagine what they do if they can fill up the whole way, Craig. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, Lucky 7 have stepped in where Wilson Security have stepped out. And uh, uh, we were talking about JR Motorsports just a few moments ago, Richard, but uh, it's it's good news that they have secured uh, the sponsorship there and you hope that it is the full fare. Yeah, and, and I see no reason why it wouldn't be. And that's a really, really good way that they've brought them into the sport. They brought them in as an associate sponsor. It was Paul Crookshank who brought Lucky 7s in uh, as an associate backer of his team, I think they were involved in a small way with PCR. They moved over uh, with the, the James Rosenberg connection because Paul Crookshank was involved and obviously it's an ex-Crookshank licence. So uh, Paul was sort of involved in a, a commercial way when that uh, uh, team within SBR was set up. So Lucky Sevens came on board that car and had some associate backing on the two other SBR cars with uh, the Gears and uh, Davo. And they've sort of brought them into the sport very NASCAR style, I think. And, and this is something NASCAR do so well. They introduced them to the sport, showed them what they could get as a naming rights sponsor, and then hit them for a naming rights sponsorship the following year. So it's been a, a process, and it's good to see that car with a, a, a new sponsor on it and one of a few new major sponsors coming into the series next year, which is uh, great to see uh, commercially at least doing so well well we need to take a break on the v8 insiders but uh, right after this well we'll be talking about a melbourne team and a new zealand driver i think you know where that's going we'll have a break and more you've taken the v8 to the races you watch the action on tv now read about them in v8x magazine v8x magazine dedicated to just one thing v8 supercars 
Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Craig Ravel joined by Briar Gunther and also Richard Crowell. And guys, Murphy getting a lifeline. We thought he was, we thought he was going to be an enduro driver, but, uh, well, Kelly's have found a way to get him into their fourth car, and uh, it sounds like he might be powered by Pepsi Max. So there's no sugar for the Murph in 2011, bruh. Yeah, that's right. Well, Jason Bargwiner, it looks like he's heading over to Brad Jones Racing to replace Jason Richards, who unfortunately has got cancer at the moment, which I'm sure everyone knows about, or a tumour, if you want to call it that. Uh, But, yeah, so Bargs is heading over there with the Rock Racing money, which means... Kelly's need a new driver and a new sponsor, and they've got that in Murph and Pepsi Max. And, and that's a really good deal because it looked at one stage like Pepsi actually wouldn't be in the sport next year. They were searching for a, a car and one that didn't uh, contra- uh, not contrast, but one that didn't conflict with uh, any other sponsors that, that were already on the car. Luckily, the Kelly Racings have been able to provide them with that. So um, it just looks like it should be a good deal. It's also really good for the New Zealand fans as well because with Jason Richards out, people were saying, well, hang on, with Murph not there as well, this is going to be really bad racing for the Kiwis because mm. none of them are going to be there. So yeah. uh, this is also really good news as well for across the pond. Uh, all the fans over there would be wrapped to see Murph still driving in 2011. Yeah, Stone Brothers, uh, Richard, would be disappointed because they would have had the uh, biggest name in New Zealand motorsport and that sells merch. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, great for the series, isn't it? And I, I think even SBR will probably be happy Murphy's still in the series, as long as he, they're beating him, of course, But um, because it will continue to take some of that pressure off uh, the gears as the leading Kiwi driver. So Murph's profile's huge. Look, I mean, Greg Murphy, despite he's had a wretched couple of years, there's no doubt he's still got it. There's no doubt he can still drive. He needs a good car, a good package, and a good all-round environment to really flourish and show what he can do and what he's shown in the past that he can do. I tell you, it's good for the Kellys, though. They are assembling a very strong outfit next year. And they're, I guess, the other side of their garage, which this year was Bargs and um, Tony Ricciardello had some issues, especially Ricciardello wasn't particularly competitive for whatever reason. Uh, Barguana was up and down like a yo-yo fast one weekend and then buried down in 26th or 27th the next. But... Uh, with the two Jack Daniels cars looking pretty strong with Rick and Todd and then uh, David Reynolds in the Stratco car. That's going to be really interesting to watch. And Murphy in a, a Pepsi Max-sponsored Kelly car is going to be awesome. So they've got four pretty strong drivers in that uh, lineup now. So uh, Kelly Racing's uh, really kicked some goals. Briar, it is interesting because uh, it's conceivable that the second two cars will be in front of the Jack Daniels cars regularly. Yeah, that's quite possible. I mean, the Kellys haven't had the best year, given it is only their second year. Uh, but, yeah, look, anything can happen. I mean, David's really keen to get in there and kick some goals, and, you know, he really needs to to prove that he should be in the sport um, after he got booted out last year and has been a make, uh, an enduro driver this year. So, you know, he's really got something to prove, and he'll be out to do that. And, and Murph, of course, he has his own um, things to prove as well because, you know, his results weren't all that great either this year. So who knows what happened? 
is going to be an interesting one. So that means over at Brad Jones Racing, yet to be confirmed, but pretty solid money, is going on the fact that they're only recruiting Jasons these days as Bright will get the BOC sponsorship and, of course, Jason Bargwana, as you heard in the news, has got his own package that he's bringing sponsorship to the main game with, which is Rock Energy Drinks. And, uh, Bright, that model is going to help out BJR, who lost a sponsorship this year. Or are you about to tell me Carol Reindler's not coming back? Sorry, I missed the last bit, Craig. But, uh, just yeah, exactly. It's a perfect fit for, for Bright Jones Racing. They are without a sponsor now, uh, with Trading Post going to FPR. So, you know, this is just a perfect fit. Here you go. Here's a driver. Here's a, here's a sponsor and a major one at that. Um, and... Really, their performances this year, I thought, were really good. I mean, it's not mm. the biggest team out there, but, you know, the engineering package just seems to work really, really well, and they were really strong at the end of the year. So hopefully Bugs can do well there next year. Richard? And Craig, Craig Carl Reimer is, in fact, uh, changing his name by Depol to uh, to Carl Jones. So uh, it, it'll be the Jones or the, the Brad team or whatever it is. So, don't you mean yeah, it'll be right. Jason I, I Reinler? <laughs> yeah. Don't you mean it'll be Jason Reinler? Uh, Jason Reinler, that's what I was looking for, thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, now, V8 Supercar Television is undergoing a few changes, one of which is they're moving location, but the decision, Richard, for Murray Lomax not to be renewed is a very interesting one, and you being over at SBS Television know the ins and outs and the wherewithals of executive producers. Yeah, it caught us all off guard. Uh, no one expected that. I mean, this is a team that has won many, many Logies in the last couple of years for the best sports broadcast. Now, bear in mind that, that this is up against the Olympics. This is up against AFL Grand Finals, NRL Grand Finals, uh, World Championship Swimming and all sorts of stuff. And, and they've raced it the last couple of years with their backless coverage. So it did send some question marks, I guess, through the industry. Um I think, though, knowing the guys at V8 and girls at V8 Supercar Television, there's a lot of depth involved there. There's a lot of really good people good at their jobs. So I've got no doubt there'll be a succession plan in place and they'll have an idea sorted of where they're going to go. But, you know, Muzz has been involved for a long, long time and it was a bit of a surprise that he's gone. But, look, I don't think much will change in V8 TV land. Their product is awesome. It really, really is good. I, you know, I got back from Homebush... I spent the Monday uh, on the couch sort of uh, pretty exhausted after a big weekend and sat back and watched the Saturday coverage especially. And what outstanding coverage it was. The, the way they encapsulated the racing, the drama, all the behind-the-scenes stuff, the, the race on the track and then the racing pit lane um, was brilliant. And their coverage is arguably the best motorsport coverage in the world. So I don't think too much will change. You know, Everyone's got to criticise motorsport TV and um, everyone's got their own opinions of it, but... I think the bottom line is that V8 TV do an outstanding job and I don't think too much will change with uh, Murray's departing. Mm. Bri, your thoughts on V8 Super TV? Oh, well, with Murray's departure, I think maybe it was just a case of change for the sake of change. Like Richard said, you know, it is some of the best racing that we see and well, broadcast that we see in terms of motorsport across the world. You know, I was really lucky to go into the OB van, which is where they do all the work for the race uh, during Phillip Island this year, and it was just amazing. And I got so much more respect for those guys after being in there, watching what they do. It's just absolutely crazy. And, you know, they just go from one camera to another to another. And 
you know, one's trying to watch the race and what's going on and make sure that they get the pack and that's in the scrap and all that. It, it's just amazing. So, you know, I, I fully take my hat off to those guys. They really do an awesome job. And what you see on the TV, like, there's just so much work that goes into it. Mm. Now, of course, the news on... Tuesday this week was that Steve Owen, surprise, surprise, is joining Paul Morris Motorsport with VIP Pet Food Sponsorship. And, of course, uh, how long have you known about it, Bri? Because it's on the cover of VADX magazine. <laughs> yeah, it is on the front. Unfortunately, you know, we have to keep some of that stuff quiet for quite a while. So uh, it has been talked about, um, yeah, for quite a long time. We did know, but it's come out today and it, it's, out in the magazine, so make sure you pick up your copy to have a read about it if you didn't get to see it on the V8 website. But um, yeah, look, it's great news. It's, it's VOP re-entering the sport because they were in the sport a couple of years ago or a few years ago but left. Uh, but they've decided that, you know, V8 Supercars is what's going to, to get them or move them forward in terms of, um, of exposure and branding and things like that. And just going back to Lucky 7, that's what they're doing at the moment. You know, they're getting into the sport and they've actually got a really good um, package the way they do it because you jump on the Lucky 7 website and they have a link on the front page that goes directly to Stone Brothers. So they're getting that leverage and that it's all coming through V8 Supercars. And, you know, if VOP, Super, uh, sorry, if VOP Pet Foods can do something like that, you know, they can really just build on the brand and make sure they get that coverage that they need. It's not just about TV time. It's about how to leverage the rest of the, the stuff behind the scenes. Mm. Now, of course, uh, Richard's at a bit of a disadvantage because he hasn't seen the story about uh, Bruce Newton wrote it, about Chris Styring saying that they are very disappointed at Ford that James Courtney didn't re-sign with a Ford team and uh, and uh, he's, he's quite uh, aggressive with the sponsorship and how to leverage better uh, better sponsors, or as he called them, uh, FMCGs, which is fast-moving commercial goods. And uh, that is a, a really interesting read, and it, it does show how the defection has cut into the Blue Oval. Yeah, and, and I mean, as you said, I haven't seen the story yet, so uh, I'll definitely be going out to buy my uh, latest issue of V8X, uh, get it every month, uh, so I'll be reading that with a lot of interest. I mean, that stuff interests me in general, so it's always good to find out what other people are thinking and um you know it, it's one of those things isn't it that that you know courtney was after the best drive the best deal uh obviously he couldn't get that or he didn't feel that he was going to get that with the ford uh opportunity so he and alan gow his manager decided that the, the toll and racing team was the way to go that's the decision they made they've got to live with that uh it's either going to work like it has for garth tander or it's not going to work like it uh, certainly didn't this year for will davison so um, but, you know, Alan Gow's been in the sport long enough to know um, what's a good deal and what isn't, and he would have made sure he got the absolute best for his client, which is James Courtney, and James would have put a criteria on the table that he wants to be in a car that can win the championship again, and uh, if the HRT get their stuff together next year, there's no reason to think why they can't. So that's where that all worked. Um, Ford have got every right to be upset. You know, he was a Ford driver, and has been a Ford driver for a long time and has been a great ambassador for the brand, but that's the nature of the sport these days. And, you know, everyone was upset when Craig Lowndes left Holden back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and they built a bridge and got over that, and uh, now he's back in a car. So who knows, uh, JC might end up back in a, a Blue Oval product down the road. But mm. uh, I think it's just the nature of the sport these days, guys, where, you know, the brand loyalty thing I don't think is as big as it used to be, and you've got very few drivers that are... Um, 
absolutely, totally committed to their brand. In the end, they're going to go to where they feel they can win races and championships, be it Holden or Ford or another manufacturer that comes in. Right. Yeah, I could only give about a handful of names of those that will remain loyal to their manufacturer for the rest of their career. Uh, it's interesting yep. because it, it looks like Tony Delberto is actually going to move to Ford, which that is really interesting in its own right because uh, his family actually had some Holden dealerships. So I'm not sure how that's all going to pan out because it doesn't look good if your driver's driving the, the other product, the rival product. So that's that's quite pertinent to the issue at the moment because it's... It, it's just a bit like, well, hang on, how does this work? Because isn't Holden going to get on your back and say, you know, you shouldn't be driving a Ford? Uh, but that just sort of proves that, you know, people can change loyalties and, and they will do so if it works out that it's a better deal or a better package for them or if they'll get better results. So I can see why JC's gone to HRT. I think he'll do really well and he'll be a good teammate against Garth. There's others who have said, well, hang on, he's not moving down to Melbourne and that could really affect his his mental stability at the team because he's not always going to be there and be able to, you know, work with his crew as much as what Garth will. Um, but I guess time will tell. I'd like to see him do really well because he needs to get back up there. They haven't had the best year. So hopefully next year for all the Team Red fans, they're right at the top. Mm. Well, we need... We need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. We'll be back with Gas and Go on the White Flag Lap. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back. It's the White Flag Lab here on the V8 Insiders. And uh, Brian Gunther and Richard Crail still with me. Gas and go. We finish it off with five questions in three minutes. Remembering that Neville Wilkinson, your editor, made me, in Gas and Go, have to do a whole new show to fit it in when he was in just after Sydney. V8X Magazine brings you Gas and Go, and it's on sale now with the Orcon Steel Falcon of Frosty Winterbottom on the cover. Richard Crowell, who, what was the best media stunt of the year? Oh, that's a really tough question. I've shoot on this all day. I, I can't give you a straight answer, but I think in terms of bang for your buck, getting Mark Scaife in a 888 Commodore at Bathurst was the best thing for V8 supercars. It was an amazing story, and it, gee, it paid off. Bruh? I'm at an absolute blank. <laughs> I honestly can't think of one right now. Although I know uh, last week at HRT they had Santa there, like as in yeah. Santa was delivering HRT an early Christmas present in the form of James Courtney. I'll go with that. Sorry. All right. I thought you might have gone with the fragrance that you love. The Enjoy. Oh, yeah, the fragrance, of course. That was a marketing stroke of genius. <laughs> it smelled like crap. Well, everyone thought it did. I didn't mind it, though. I thought it smelled nice. It'll, you know, it'll be good to spray on me when I'm having withdrawals from V8s in the off-season. <laughs> okay. Is the season too long? I asked you at the top. Briar, yes or no? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Richard? Yeah, I agree. Will the driver changes bring the field even closer in 2011, Richard? Uh, quite possibly, yes. I think it's going to be a, overall a deeper field than we had this year. Brian? Absolutely. It'll be the closest season yet next year. Why has there been no outrage, Briar, on there only being 28 cars on the grid next year? 
Yeah, the media hasn't made much of a, a big deal about that. I mean, at the end of the day, the licence has been bought back by V8 Supercars, that being the 29th one. Um, and, I mean, that's sort of it, really. What can you do? Uh They've done that because it's just easier to transport the cars overseas, or that's the line that we've been given. Sort of makes sense. There's an even number of cars now. Uh, but look, does it really matter? 28 versus 29, it's only one less. Okay, Richard? Yeah, less is more in this case, I think. And, uh, you know, we're going to end up with 28 cars within a second at most tracks. Uh, as Bryce said, it's going to be closer than ever. So uh, I don't have any major issues with that move. It only makes a difference if you wanted to drive the 29th car. Hey, <laughs> Richard. What do you think V8 supercars want for Christmas? I think they want a repeat of a lot of this year uh, and a repeat of how good the sprint tyre racing was. Uh, we know there's going to be more sprint tyre rounds. I think they'll be sending a message to Santa saying, Dear Mr Claus, can you please deliver us some really good, hard, competitive motor racing like we saw at the sprint tyre rounds and maybe three or four drivers within 50 points going into Sydney. Mm, all right, Briar, what do you think they want? Uh, more overseas racing, with Bahrain falling over and, and Singapore also not going through for next year, they've just changed the name to V8 Supercars and deleting the Australia reference because it's now uh, an international category. They're going to definitely want to uh, up that and, and get more international races. Mm. Well, it's going to be an interesting time. Thanks very much for taking time out of your build-up to Christmas Eve. I know uh, Richard had to get off the uh, Jim Beam for a couple of hours and we all know how Briar is partial to a Cosmo. So <laughs> thanks very much and have a great and safe Christmas. Thank As the checkered flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.